Hello again out there in Birdland. It's Anson Tebbets along with uh, Chip Darmstadt. Here a weekend edition of For the Birds and Chip. Boy, um, still looking for that first real hard frost. Um, and uh, it has been warm for October, mid-October. I know. We've been doing a lot of saw-wet owl banding at the Nature Center. And usually, you know, it's a night nighttime activity. And usually it's pretty nippy out there in October. But... It's been pretty balmy, so uh, I've, I've been enjoying it. Also, means the ticks have been out still too. So, oh. yeah, it's a mixed bag, isn't it? It is, and it's. Uh, this is where we all have to say in unison, "We'll pay for it. We'll pay for it. <laughs> we'll pay for it. <laughs> we'll pay for it." So, yeah, no, but I mean, I've been enjoying um, you know the walks and uh, you know fall sports activities, some night games with soccer, and boy, it was just. You got the moon, you got the beautiful sunsets. Everything's been going really well on that front. But uh, as we know, um, we're going to pay for it. Um, uh, but we have a special visitor again. We were talking about, what, hummingbirds a few weeks ago, and we have another special visitor, and again, another special hummingbird. Yeah. Um, yeah, a few weeks ago, we were talking about the Mexican violet here that showed up in Heartland, Vermont, a bird that a hummingbird that nests in Mexico and uh, Guatemala, places like that. And uh, that bird was long gone, um, hopefully back in Mexico. Um, but and I think at the, on that show, Anson, I think we mentioned that the other hummingbird that does, does straight to Vermont, the only other hummingbird um, that's been seen in Vermont is the Rufus hummingbird. It's a western species that nests in the Pacific Northwest, um, Montana, a little bit of Wyoming, even southern Alaska. Uh, But there is one in Vermont right now in Glover, of all places. The Rufus Hummingbird. It's in Glover, so it's in the kingdom. And um, um, so uh, is it can people actually see it? Is that is that a feeder? Yeah, it's uh, it was discovered by a, a homeowner. Um, on Shadow Lake, uh, which I'd never heard of before. So that's one fun thing about uh, uh, keeping track of birds is you learn about new places. And this bird was coming to, um, or it may still be coming to, a hummingbird feeder uh, that's up. And uh, uh, the homeowner has been very gracious letting birders stop by um, and parking on the road and watching this hummingbird. I, I got to see it with my kids last weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, got, we got there and parked and got out of the car, looked around a little bit. And one minute later, the hummingbird showed up at the hummingbird feeder, fed for about you know 15 seconds and zipped away. And then we waited again and it showed up and then... This time it zipped away and landed on a telephone wire a short distance away. So we even got some photos of this of a, this male, adult male, Rufus Hummingbird. So what, is a, uh, what does a Rufus Hummingbird look like? Well, you know, it's um, about the same size as our ruby-throated hummingbird, our, our one and only nesting hummingbird here. Um, maybe it's a little smaller. Uh, it has a, a reddish throat like a ruby-throated hummingbird, but... But not quite as glistening. It's more of a, a matte red than a this glistening red of the ruby-throated hummingbird. And true to the name, uh, the males especially are uh, rufous, or this rusty color on the head and the back and the tail, and even on um, the sides of the of the breast. Um, uh, so it's it's got a lot of rufous. Some could have greenish on the back, which 
makes it look like an Allen's hummingbird, another Western species. But this bird was um, almost entirely rufous, some, some white on the breast, little green on the crown, uh, black tips on the tail. But largely the impression is of a, a very rusty colored bird. Uh, and like all other hummingbirds, uh, very flighty, very fast, uh, and they're very pugnacious. They, they drive other larger hummingbirds away from feeders out west all the time. Mm. Well, that must have been a kind of a neat bird trip. You get out of the car and you see it. Sometimes when you go birding, you have to wait hours. Yeah, yeah, or you don't see it. The birds moved on. So you never, you never know. And um, But, you know, one thing that was fun is we went up there, you know, specifically to see the, the Rufus hummingbird. But then we enjoyed birding in Orleans County. Um, some lovely farmland up there, some great ponds and wetlands. So uh, I love birding in new areas. So uh, we took the took it as an excuse to go birding in Orleans and Caledonia County and check out some new birds and um, lots of sparrows out there in Kinglet. So uh, it was a great day trip up to, uh, I guess we can call that the kingdom, right? The lovers in the Northeast Kingdom. Absolutely. And did you um, did you get a look at Shadow Lake, uh, a new place for you? Just a glimpse of it through the, <laughs> the homes mm-hmm. on the lake. Um, yeah, I don't, is there public access? Uh, there probably is somewhere, but we didn't encounter that. Yeah. Did you encounter Parker Pie? No, but I did hear about that after the fact, and I uh, wish I had known about it sooner. <laughs> yeah, a great pizza place, uh, Parker Pie, up there in, uh, in Glover and... Yeah, Shadow Lake, Runaway Pond, lots of good stories um, out of that neck of the woods. And, of course, last weekend, the foliage must have been probably peak, huh? Yeah, it was gorgeous up there. Um, so the other bird I've been seeing and hearing about is the um, – we got some sparrows that are moving through. And the good old white-crowned sparrow um, is making its way through. Yeah, that's one of my favorite fall migrants. Uh, October is sparrow season, and – um, the white crowns are yeah coming through in full force. I saw some this past weekend as well. And, uh, you know, it's one of those birds that you're only going to see in migration in Vermont, uh, both in the spring and in the fall. doesn't nest here in the state. Um, it's just passing through. So uh, now's the time to go out to a, a wheat patch near you, uh, maybe the community garden um, or uh, the edge of a farm field, uh, any place where there's lots of... Uh, Lots of weedy growth. Um, you can find white crowned sparrows and a host of other sparrows as well. Yeah, and normally, I, I guess I um, see them on the ground. I mean, they were sort of scratching on the in the leaves. Yep. Uh, yeah, they largely feeding on the ground. Uh, if you make a few pishing sounds, some squeaks, they often pop up uh, very alert into the nearest. Um, into the nearest top of a weed and, and look around with their little, you know, they're not quite crested like a cardinal, but they have a little peak, a little crown that's peaked at the back. So they, uh, they're they very, uh, they're on high alert. Uh, if you make some, some sounds like psh, 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 you do the classic pishing noises, the pop up. And, you know, the it's interesting how the males, the, I'm sorry, the adults have that very vivid black and white striped crown and then the immatures of the year, the birds just born this summer, it's more of a like a russet and tan stripes on the head. Same same pattern, but different colors. And both the adults and the young have that pinkish orange bill. So it's a very distinctive sparrow. And uh, even though it's closely related to the white-throated sparrow, they look very different. No, no mistaking them. 
Yeah, the crown's kind of like the uh, the football referee uniform, you know. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, they're really a dapper sparrow, and they're and they're they're big chunky sparrows too. Uh, much, you know, they're one of the larger sparrows, um, and not streaked on the breast. A lot of our sparrows, like the song sparrow, have heavy streaking. This bird is completely unstreaked, more grayish underneath. Some streaking on the back, uh, but a very distinctive white wing bars and those bold crown stripes, uh, black and white on the adult, russet and tan on the on the juveniles, the immatures, and um, and yeah, all over the state right now. Uh, this weekend we saw them in several different counties. So uh, definitely, um, no matter where you are in Vermont, uh, I'm sure there's white crown sparrows not too far away. Yeah, good stuff. So they're they're going through, and they're headed they're headed. Uh South, right? Yeah, I'm not sure how far south they go. I think, you know, mid-Atlantic states, um, southern states, I don't think they migrate, you know, into the um, into Mexico, Central America, definitely not Central America, maybe northern Mexico, I'm not sure. But, yeah, so um, they won't winter in the state. Once in a blue moon, one will be found on a Christmas bird count, but they're uh, just migrating through, so we have this window of just a few weeks to, to enjoy the, the white crown sparrow here in Vermont. Oh, good stuff. Well, we've got to fly out of here. Uh, enjoy your mid-October weekend, and we'll do it again next weekend. I'm Anson Tebbets. I'm Chip Darmstadt. Or the birds.